to another Jags podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We are doing a show right after the Jaguars-Chiefs game. The final score did not end in our favor. Chiefs 40 points, Jaguars 26. Injury to Nick Foles. But this episode is going to be about why you shouldn't freak out about the Jaguars season. I know that's kind of hard to digest. Some of you may be listening to this on Sunday after the game or Monday the, the day after. And it's going to be hard, but I think I can convince you by the end of this podcast, this should not be something that you should totally freak out about. All right. Before we dive right into it, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're at another Jags pod and you make sure you follow our YouTube. We are at another Jags podcast or just type that in YouTube to search it. Um, Go back and look at our videos. We did a, a video yesterday with actually UCF Jaguar and it was awesome. It was great. We got him on live and it just turned out to be a great video overall. Let's jump right into this Chiefs game. Chiefs won 40 to 26 week one. Biggest news was being Nick Foles got hurt. Worst case scenario was that Nick Foles could not get hurt. Like that was like rule numero uno going into this game. We're recording this before we have the news on officially what happens, but I'm just going to take a guess. It looks like a collarbone issue uh, the way that he was kind of walking to the sideline and it looked like he was a collarbone issue. Um, I'm going to guess he's going to be out like six weeks. And that's not what you want to hear. It's not the greatest news of all time, but uh, it's going to be probably the reality of what we're looking at. If he's back before that, that's great. That's awesome. But we just got to prepare for him not being here. So let me just talk to you about some. This is why you should not freak out. Okay. Point number one, why you should not freak out. It's week one. And week one, weird, weird things happen. All you have to do is look back to last year, 2018 week one. I mean, you had things like the Buccaneers beat the Saints 48 to 40 in week one last year. The Cowboys lost to the Panthers 8 to 16. The Bears lost to the Packers 23 to 24. The Seahawks lost to the Broncos 24 to 27. Weird things happen in week one. Okay. Weird, weird things happen. So don't, let's not just like, don't, let's not make or break Let's not make this reaction Sunday because it's not, okay? Things like that happen all the time. If you remember, I mean, the Steelers and the Browns tied 21 to 21. I mean, are you kidding me? That was awful. I mean, the Browns did not look good today. Titans beat them. Delaney Walker with two touchdowns. Cameron Wake with, I think he had two sacks. I mean, it was quite a game for the old folks over there in Tennessee. I don't see that holding up all season, but they did get the win today. But let's not get too worried about the week one of the regular season. Things like that happen all the time. Point number two, Gardner Minshew really didn't look that bad. I mean, Gardner Minshew, I mean, looking at the stats here, he, he finished the game 22 for 25, two touchdowns, 275 yards, and the interception, which really just happened because Leonard Fournette dropped the ball and it bounced into the defender's hands. Are we going to probably pick up a quarterback? Yeah, we probably will pick up a quarterback. We'll probably bring in a veteran guy onto the roster, but... I mean, you can bet your bottom dollar that Gardner Minshew will be the starter for week two. And he's going to be there. And honestly, he should give you some hope. He made some good reads. He took care of the football. He made smart throws. He stepped up in the pocket when he needed to. And overall, I have faith in Gardner Minshew. I think he can hold down the fort till Foles gets back. And I don't think Foles will be out as long as people think. 
Look, we knew Foles was going to get injured at some point. I'd rather him get injured early in the year and so that we can get whatever out of the way. We can come back, have a good year, and not be an issue. So Gardner Minshew, I feel like, is going to be okay. Let's not worry too much about Gardner Minshew. Point number three, the offensive line didn't look terrible. You know, a part of me thought that Frank Allen and this defensive line and this new defense with Steve Spagnola was going to come in and fire up some defensive pressures and blitzes that were just going to dominate us. But in reality, our offensive line held up pretty well. I mean, yeah, there were a lot of holding calls. You don't want to see holding calls happen. But at the end of the day, like, Juwan Taylor, rookie, Will Richardson, who's basically a rookie, played pretty well at the tackle position. And it's pretty encouraging going forward that those guys can do that. So, uh, you know, offensive line looking better than I thought. Okay, so a little bit of faith there. The next point, Leonard Fournette. Didn't look that bad. 13 carries, 66 yards. That's a 5.1 average. I mean, he handled the bulk of the load. I mean, the only other people who had carries were Raquel Armstead had one carry for seven yards. Gardner Minshew had one carry for six yards. And D.D. Westbrook had that one end around. How somehow he got two yards on it. So, I mean, look, Leonard Fournette looked like the old Leonard Fournette. He wasn't running as hard as I've seen in the past. But he wasn't running. I mean, he was running pretty good. I'm excited to see what he'll do. I didn't like the outside zones behind Will Richardson. I would have liked to seen the outside zones behind Jawan Taylor because Jawan Taylor's Jawan Taylor's known to be a, a run blocker. Good for the offensive line. Good for Leonard Fournette. I think we'll be okay. My next point: DJ Chark. We also DJ Chark out there. He had the long bomb cut touchdown catch from Nick Foles. Four receptions, 146 yards. He, on he was only four targets. It's not like he had drops or wrong routes. Like he was four receptions on four targets. A touchdown, 146 yards. And I'll couple the DJ Chark optimism with Chris Conley. Six receptions for 97 yards. That's in a touchdown. Look, we played one of the best teams in the league. Coming off of a preseason where no one played, where our backup quarterback came in and played, and our starting middle linebacker, who was the captain of our defense, went out for fighting. We had over 10 penalties on defense. We had fumbles. We had turnovers. Considering all of that, the fact that we still scored 26 points and only one of them was in garbage time. The Kansas City Chiefs didn't punt that many times, but they kicked a lot of field goals. And considering that the high-powered offense that they are, week one, everyone healthy, that's pretty good. I mean, Tyreek Hill went out. But look, I, I, I'm optimistic, man. I think there's some good things that can happen. I think there's a lot you can learn from this team. And I think that we should just pump the brakes on... The pessimism right now. I know it's hard. I know it's doomsday Monday. We want to like just rip on this team. We want to rip on Marone. We want to rip on the defense. Let's just chill for a minute. Let's just chill. Let's just give them a little bit of time. All right. Let's just, I mean, Josh Allen looked really good this game. Had a, had a lot of quarterback hits, had a lot of pressures. Then Gawkway, I would like to see a little bit more out of him, but he typically is a slow starting player anyways. So let's, let's just chill on all that. Let's just see what can happen. Um, I did like the two and three tight end sets. Like they knew that they were going to have some issues blocking at the edge. And so they put tight ends in there and the tight ends, I think played pretty well. I thought Swain did exactly what we thought Swain would do. He'd block well and he would catch and fall. I thought O'Shaughnessy did okay. I think he had one drop or uh, one missed route, whatever it was. But in reality, not bad, not bad overall. So yeah, you would have liked to see a better performance, but let's not forget that we were playing the, one of the best teams in the league week one. So when we come back week two 
at the Texans, and then we come at home Thursday night against the Titans. I think there's an opportunity to go two and one there. I think there's an opportunity to take control of the division if we win both those games. Us and the Titans both have that short week of rest playing on Thursday night, home game, night. That's only going to help us. So there's a real chance for us to have control of the division, two and one, with the only loss being to the Kansas City Chiefs, who's one of the best teams in the league. Got carved by Patrick Mahomes. Everybody gets carved by Patrick Mahomes. He was literally the MVP last year. So let's just chill on the pessimism. I think there's a lot there that, that is, that's good. I want to see Quincy Williams get healthy. I thought he was playing pretty well until he got hurt. Um, I think the defense, the young guys on defense, I thought played well. Um, and I thought maybe we could get a little bit more out of some of the guys that's experienced. And um, so again, let's, let's, let's relax a little bit on the, the, the pessimism. Let's not freak out so much. And let's just see what happens week two before we throw in the season. I know losing Foles hurts. And I know there's a big question mark now at that position. But I think Minshew is looking like the guy who could come in and replace him. It's not like he came in an all garbage time. He came in pretty early in the game. And he played pretty well. I mean, three incompletions and 25 passes for 275. I mean, he put up better numbers than Blake would put up ever. And he's a rookie. So I'm excited. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And I am going to talk about some things that I'm a little concerned about and some things I'd like to see the Jags clean up. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, penalties. And after the play, extracurriculars, things that cost us, third downs. That's a hint that's coming up. So um, just sit tight for this break. We're going to come right back and uh, we'll finish up with this uh, short reactionary podcast. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast. We are reacting to the Jaguars-Chiefs games where the Chiefs defeated the Jaguars 40-26. to It wasn't pretty. The first quarter really got out of hand quickly. Chiefs winning the first quarter 17-6. to um, second quarter, we tied 6-6. to Third quarter, Kansas City 7-0. to And in the fourth quarter, we actually won, winning 13 points to 10 against the Chiefs. So, you know, the first quarter, if you take out the first quarter, which makes no sense because this is, is real life. But if you do take out the first quarter, then we only lost like, it, it was 23 to 23. 23 to 23 if you take out the first quarter. I know that makes no sense and that's not even reality. But, I mean, the first quarter was just guys getting used to it, you know, getting had to get Minshew in the game, whatever it was. But, you know, that first quarter just really hurt us. And uh, you could definitely see where Kansas City was better than us, by the way. They came out uh, firing on all cylinders. But here are some things that concern me, and it's going to fall on, like, the overarching thing. I don't know who to chalk this up to, unfortunately. Like, if you're Doug Marone, you're the CEO of the team. The buck ultimately stops with you. But since Doug Marone has been the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, we have lost the, the penalty battle 13-21. to Okay, so what I'm saying is, in Doug Marone's 35 games as a head coach, 35 games, 13 of those, the other team had more penalties than the Jags. 21 of those games, the Jags had more penalties than the other team, and in one time, we tied. And that's like the soft, easy numbers, 13 and 21. In reality, if I added up the penalty count, we're getting slaughtered. And the yardage count, we're getting slaughtered. We have got to clean up these penalties. These aren't things where we're getting out-schemed. These aren't things where we're getting outplayed or out-talented. But they are 
the reality of what it is. And we have got to clean up these penalties. We have got to be better in this disciplined game. I understand that in the heat of the game, you get fired up. But why does it seem like we're the only team that has Miles Jack trying to fight people left and right or Leonard Fournette running out fighting? Like, like why is that happening to us? Like, is there no like consistency amongst the coaching staff when, when telling them like, hey, you, you have to act like a professional out there. It's not that hard. It's not that hard to get out there and to do something that you know you ought to do. So I like to see uh, that cleaned up. Got it. Got to work on that. Look, we talked all off season about the liabilities at the safety position in the middle linebacker. I mean, that's two huge liabilities when you're trying to be in a defensive minded team. The Chiefs absolutely exploited our defense. They absolutely exploited our lack of linebackers. They exploited our lack of ability to cover tight ends. Our coverage in the slot. Ronnie Harrison had a terrible missed tackle on Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins ran rigshaw on our defense. Travis Kelsey looks like he did whatever he wanted to. How is Travis Kelsey outrunning A.J. Boye? I understand he's a freak, and I understand he can outmuscle people, but how is he beating you across the field? These guys have got to step up. We've got to get more out of Jer- Jared Wilson. We've got to get more out of Ronnie Harrison. We've got to get more out of Najee Good or whoever these linebackers are going to be. If Miles Jack's not in the game and Quincy Williams is hurt, I mean, that leaves you with a pretty thin linebacking core. I'm surprised we didn't go and pick up a Brandon Marshall from free agency. I'm surprised we didn't go pick somebody up. And in reality, it's it's going to be an issue all season unless we figure out how to stop this thing. The defensive, I mean, the defensive line has no opportunity to even get to the quarterback because the quarterback knows they can drop it off on a screen or a flare or something quick, and we'll probably miss a tackle. And they'll be able to get five or six every yard. We couldn't stop Kansas City from from scoring either field goal or touchdown. We looked at the top matchups before the game. The first one, Will Richardson versus Frank Clark. I think hands down, Will Richardson won that matchup. Did Frank Clark need to? No. Was, it, was there a lot of obvious passing downs? Yes. I think Will Richardson did well. I think he had help from tight ends, blocking, and running backs. But I think he won that. Jalen Ramsey versus Tyreek Hill. Our second matchup to watch. Well, Tyreek Hill went down. So let's plug Sammy Watkins into that. And who won that matchup? Sammy Watkins or Jalen Ramsey? I would say Sammy Watkins. Hands down. The Chiefs receiving core just absolutely demolished us. Miles Jack versus Travis Kelsey. Hands down, Travis Kelsey. Miles Jack couldn't even stay in the game. Let the emotions get the best of him. You just got a new contract. You're a team captain. And you're going to let the emotions get the best of you. Come on, man. We already, we already talked about that, but you got to be better than that. In the last matchup, the Jags versus the three and a half point spread. And unfortunately, you could have given the Chiefs a 14 point spread and they still would have covered because um, it wasn't good enough. Jags just were not good enough today. So out of our four matchups to watch, the Jags won one, making them one and three, which makes no secret why we probably lost that game. We've got to clean up the holding calls, man. We've, we cannot hold. We cannot hold on the offensive line. I think Juwan Taylor had two. I think Norwell had one. I think Richardson had one. We cannot hold on the offensive line. We can't do it. I would like to see more of Yannick Ngakwe. I mean, a guy who held out in the preseason and training camp. Really, dude? Like, I'm rooting for him, but Josh Allen is looking like the better player, like we all kind of think that he is. So, could Sammy Watkins may have had the best game of his career? Maybe. Could he just be an anomaly one-time show out? Yeah, maybe he was. But 
that seems to happen against us a lot last year, and we need to get back to the 2017 form if we're going to do that. So all in all, like, let's not freak out. I know everyone's going to want to freak out. Everyone's going to want to freak about, about Foles' injury. I mean, a broken clavicle, it's, that's you know not great. There's no timetable set by Marone yet on that injury, but again, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's going to be about six weeks. So it's, you know, it is what it is. You draft it. You have a backup quarterback for a reason. And if you put all your investment and all your stock into one player at quarterback, then you're probably not a very good team to begin with anyways, because you have to have a backup to come in and, and do something. I mean, time after time, we see backups come in. I mean, Nick Foles himself was a backup that came in and won the Super Bowl. So don't tell me that it can't happen. And let's not be pessimistic. Let's take a second. Let's take a deep breath. Jags fans, let's see what happens next week. Let's see how this defense comes out and plays. Let's see what kind of adjustments Todd Wash makes. I know people are not happy about the soft zone defense that we ran. But let's just see what happens. Let's give them a week. Let's give the coaching staffs a week to make adjustments. This game is all about adjustments. And I would argue in the second half, we made some good adjustments in this game. It just wasn't enough to overcome the first quarter just coming out and just playing flat and looking like we hadn't played all preseason, which we didn't. And that argument for whether we should have played will probably go on all week, all year. But, I mean, it wasn't like our defense was getting bullied. There was only one play that was like 10, 10 play drive. I'm sorry, there was only one drive that was like 10 play drive. I mean, they were big plays. They were letting Sammy Watkins be wide open. It was Travis Kelsey beating Boye on a drag route 20 yards down the field. So uh, I, I, I don't think, I don't think it's, it's, it's doomsday just yet. So let's hang tight. Uh, let's see what happens. And let's see if we bounce back next week. Let's see what Gardner Minshew can do. Let's see what he can do with a full week preparation as a starter. I mean, he wasn't even given the full week as a starter. And he went 22 of 25 for 275. Am I, should, am I saying pick him up fantasy? No. But you, you might want to pick DJ Chark up in fantasy. That's for dang sure. All right, that's going to be it for our reactionary podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. Um, I appreciate you guys following us all along Twitter, YouTube. We're all over the place. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to give us your thoughts on Twitter. Make sure to give us your opinions. I mean, there were some good ones we got live during the game, and we will definitely read those on our pod daily mailbag tomorrow, and I'll be getting your questions. So I'll be looking for that. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and as always, go Jags.